0: Parents, welcome back to Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. And I'm your host, Dr. Cam. And today I am joined by Kamla Devi Sharma. And Kamla Devi is an international speaker on work life balance, a certified professional life coach, and a qualified business consultant. So, a nice array of different topics um, and areas. She helps entrepreneurs and people in management globally to eliminate burnout and achieve balance in their personal and professional lives to thrive. And so today we're gonna talk about how to use your techniques and strategies to help parents with their teenagers. So welcome so much, I'm so happy to see you here. Tell us a little bit more about what you do and how you got into this field.
1: Okay, so um, I specialize in mindset and personal development strategy for entrepreneurs, youth, leaders, and professionals to really help them to strike that balance in their personal and professional lives so that they can feel fulfilled and be successful at the same time. Um, I really got into this in 2017 when I was in my second pregnancy. Mm. And at that time, I was shifting my mindset as well. So I really wanted more ease and flow, but I wanted to be financially independent at the same time. And um, during that time, I didn't have a full-time job. I actually left my full-time job um, in March 2016. And in that space of time i already had one toddler and i had another on its way and i thought to myself that you know for me to really um maintain that vision for myself it was best that i started um, something that i really loved doing Mm -hmm. and that was life coaching and it just so happens that i've always been doing life coaching in all of my um professional capacities but I didn't really know that it's a career until I started <laughs> to do some research. And there's so many people out there that are doing it. And I was like, hey, that, that, that's a great opportunity that I actually get to do something that I love doing. And um, it was so natural it, it, and there was so much of ease and flow and exactly what I wanted. So from there on, I kicked it off. I had um, three pregnancies in four years. So it really integrated well with my life and what was going on with me. and. Work-life balance in particular has been my passion because that's where Mm -hmm. I have always been growing. I've always been improving and trying to maintain that level of balance, you know, with the kids and then the pandemic and then growing an online business too. So it's just all fun. (laughs) fun. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's a juggling. Yeah. So you have some really great um, insights from what you do and the work you do that apply to us parents who are you know trying to connect and understand our teens. So what is one of your first kind of tips or, or strategies for us that we can apply?
1: Um, well, teens in general, I think it's really important that we understand um, the growth of an individual and recognize where our teens are in their stage of growth. I mean, they're just coming out of childhood and they're expanding cognitively, um, emotionally, physically, and with all of these changes that are taking place within them, I believe that um, us parents, especially our working parents, are not very, um, they're, they're not very prepared to deal with the changes that their teens are going through because they themselves are going through changes and they themselves are pressured in so many different ways in their lives. I mean, the bills are increasing, the kids are going to start college soon, you know, there's so much of additional responsibilities to start preparing for. So what I find a lot, especially with my clients, is that life starts happening at them. Like, you know, they're not preparing themselves enough for the roles that they're playing. Um, They're not taking control of the process. And the greatest tip that I can give to a parent who has a teen and who's juggling the responsibilities of work and maybe other kids too is that you have to recognize that you can take control of what is happening. You can take control of how things are unfolding in your life. You can take control of the roles that you're playing. And when you start taking control of them, like when you start creating the vision of what your ideal self is like in that relationship with your teen, in that relationship with your spouse, or in any other relationship in your life, Then you start aligning behaviorally, um, emotionally, and cognitively with those roles. So then you find there is more ease and flow manifesting in your life. Just by you taking a step back and creating that perfect version of yourself. With teens in particular, you have to recognize too that because of their level of growth, you cannot approach them um, at a very egoistic level. You can't approach them with pressure. You have to recognize that they're growing and they have no idea of how they're growing. Um, you know, they have no idea of what's happening with them, but you have to guide them in that process. And when you take that step to guide them, to help them, then we really find that there is a better communication between you and them and the relationship blossoms. So it starts firstly with taking control.
0: Okay, so taking, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just, I had these like questions because I'm listening and going, okay, I'm hearing several of my clients in my ear right now saying, okay, this sounds great, but how? because so many of them are like, yeah, I can picture what I want, but my teen is not working with me on it, you know, and so I'm, I'm really frustrated because no matter what I do, my teen is just doing the opposite, you know, and my, my teen is not falling into my, my vision. So, Mm -hmm. you know, talk to us a little bit more about how this ego plays into it and how we kind of manifest this with our teen (laughs) involved in it. So how do we bring them into this vision?
1: Okay. So Um, you have to recognize when you're communicating with your teen are you meeting them with all of your frustration are you communicating the frustration and all of these um, negative emotions are you communicating with them with anger and, and even fear what are you using in your communication what level of emotion are you using in your communication with them because what I find mostly with parents is that they communicate the frustration they communicate that anger and that is what creates the resistance because you remember, our teens are coming out of a very nurturing environment, um, providing that you would have created that very loving space for them, and um, you know they, they're they're coming out of a place where they've always been accustomed to hugs and kisses and cuddles, and um, a, a level of pampering that you would have provided for them. Now, when you take them out of all of that care and then you say, hey, you're now a teenager and you need to behave like a teenager and you need to step up and take responsibilities and do all that you need to do, then you start pressuring them and that confuses them. That is Mm -hmm. where the relationship breaks down. So it comes with your communication. How are you communicating your expectations to them? And usually when we work with clients, you find that that level of childhood programming that that teen would have had, would have also had that level of frustration and anger and fear communicated to them. And because of that, your team grows away from you they're like mom is always nagging about something that is always pressuring me and trying to um, make me who he is and turn me into him and i'm my own individual i'm my own boss i don't want to be like him all these kind of resistance mm-hmm. come up within them and that's how you push them away so what you got to recognize is how are you communicating what language are you using so try to speak positively to them i mean It it may sound very easy. Um, You can't undo their first seven years of programming if you would have said to them and you would have communicated to them um, constantly that, you know, don't make a mess, don't make a mess, Um, don't do this and don't do that. And you focused a lot on the negative stuff. It, it, It is challenging to reprogram that in a teen who's already resistant to what you're trying to say to them. So the best thing to do, Um, in that process is to change your language. Work on developing your language skills with them. So instead of saying, don't go here, don't go there, give them options, say, why not try um, the gym? That, you know, it's really beneficial because as you get older, like myself, You know, there are so many aches and pains that step in. You want to always have to be fit and so forth. Like as you grow into an adult, if you share your experiences with them as an adult, if you share your aches and your pains and your frustration with them, it helps to develop them as well. Because then they're getting um, information on what adulthood is like. Mm -hmm. Not in the way that you're saying to them, um, when you get older, you will know, what I'm talking about, or when you have your own kids, you will know what I'm talking about. You know, because we do have parents who communicate in that way, who are trying to prove a point to their kids and who are trying to prove that point to their teens um, about the level of pain and frustration that they're experiencing. So they kind of played a victim in the mm-hmm. relationship um, and they kind of played that um, level of mindset in their communication with their teens. And that just breaks the relationship down more. So you got to recognize the way you're communicating, the language that you're using. Try to to rework that. Try to do some reframing of um, your sentences. Don't focus on the negative. If you know that you don't want them to go somewhere, don't say "Don't go anywhere" or "Don't don't tell them what not to do. Tell them what to do. You mm-hmm. know, shift the focus into something positive. Expose them to your life not from um a place where you're trying to prove a point to them but from a place of awakening from a place of learning a place of growing you know help them to to be better than you and give them that space tell them that you know what i don't want you to be me i want you to be better than me i don't want you to go through the same struggles that i went through i want you to have a foundation that i'm providing for you for you to build on you know when you speak to them in that way, when you continue that level of nurturing with them, you find that the relationship improves and all that you need to improve in a relationship with a teen is your communication. You don't need to do anything else. They're going to do it on their own. They're going to figure it out on their own. But if you try to improve your relationship with them through communication, through providing that space of positive language and positive interaction, through allowing them to grow, and not abuse or curse them whenever um, they think something crazy or they're trying to share an experience with you that you probably have no experience with, but they're actually going through it. You know, you have to embrace it. You have to a- embrace what is happening with them. How are they processing what they're going through? Because only then will you help them to grow past it. And you would you really know your team better than their peers know them right? So th- that's really um how I would go about um, helping my clients in that way too, you know, if you want to improve your relationship, let's look at the way in which you're communicating like, with them. Let's mm. look at what you're telling them.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, when you talk about the ego involved in it, I think that gets in our way quite a bit as parents, because you know, the the way we perceive it is they're my kids, they need to respect me, they need to, I'm the authority, I know what's best. And so we convey that to our kids because we have this vision of what they need to do. And we immediately think what they want to do is wrong, right? They they wanna do things that are opposed to what we wanna do. And if we just let them do what they wanna do, well, they're just gonna waste away on the couch playing video games and on their phone and they're gonna achieve nothing in life, right? And mm-hmm. I think what's hard is for us to get past that and just say, the reason they want to do that is because it's something that they don't know when they're gonna get it. Like we're telling them all the time what to do and we don't allow them and give them the freedom to do what they wanna do without you know, the guilt and the shame and whatever. And when we start doing that and move it, giving room to them, you find out that they're a lot more motivated and they will do a lot more on their own when it's their decision to do, right? And so this ego gets in the way because we need to win and we need to, you know, it's, we need to get that, um, just have them say, yes, mom, yes, dad, I will do that. And one of the things I think about too, is when, you know, we always talk about winning the battle, is that a battle worth fighting? Is that a battle? And I'm concerned when we start using the term battle with our kids, because parenting is not about fighting against our kids, right? right? It's about working with our kids. So if we're in constant battles with our kids, then I think that's where you are going with the ego and the communication. Am I right?
2: Right. Yeah. Because, you know, um, lots of parents are not very willing to look at the way they would have programmed their children. And when you look at their behaviors when you look at a team's um, way of communicating with you and generally the way in which they are the choices that they're making, you have to also look at the kind of information that you would have planted in them, the way in which you would have programmed, programmed them because at the end of the day, that is what they are reacting on. That is the kind of information that they are thinking with, right, so what exactly happened um, in the first seven years of your life, what exactly happened in the first 10 years of your life, what happened so far uh, until now, um, how did you communicate with them, what kind of energies would have transferred to them, you know, what major events would have manifested in their life, because all of that creates what they now know, right, mm-hmm. So when you look at what they now know and then you also look at how they are behaving in particular you have a better understanding of how you can change it and why you need to step back when they're reacting right because if you don't try to understand that you're going to always be back and forth with them and you're going to always try to win them so you mm-hmm. really have to take that step back I mean not from a place of judging you and saying, well, you're a bad parent or you're a good parent. Parents, no one has ever prepared for it. You don't know, right? right? And the kids do come with their own, um, they, co- they come with their own karma. They come with their own mindset in some way. I mean, you shape it a whole heap in the early stages of their development. But they do have that um, intuitive guidance that mm-hmm. they act on. So you really need to take a step back when you're dealing with your teen and try to understand exactly what programming they would have received up until this point, because that is the programming that they're using to think and behave. And mm-hmm. if you can't recognize that in the process, then it's going to be very difficult for you to move forward. And you also have to be very confident in yourself. Well, here, no judgment. This is what it is. And this is how we're going to move forward with it. And if you don't, if you can come to that place with yourself, you will always find that the relationship just keeps on disintegrating and your teen is going to be wounded. And I think what many parents forget too in the process that even if your relationship with your teen isn't great and they go away from you, um, especially like when they hit adulthood and they say, I don't want to live with you anymore and we live better if we're far apart and so forth. This is what your relationship like is. This is what your relationship is like in this generation. But this is also what the relationship will be like in your kids' generation, right? Mm-hmm. So whatever relationship you have with your child, that is relationship they are going to have with their children. And I know many parents would say to me, "No, it's not. Uh, it's not going to be the same because I choose to be different from." my parents and I am doing things differently from my parents and my, I know my kids are going to do things differently from the way I'm doing it but you always find that initial programming manifesting in the most uncertain situations in the most mm-hmm. unexpected situations that initial programming will manifest because you didn't work on healing it you didn't work on changing it at a subconscious level and that's where um you have to take control of the process. It brings us back to that. If you recognize, well, this is what happened, and you do the healing work around it, then you ensure that it doesn't manifest. And then at the same time, you change the story, you change the narrative so that when you're communicating with your team, you have a better story to tell them rather than communicating the expectations and the frustration and the anger. And, you know, even instilling fear in them because. I find too that a lot of parents try to to change their teen's behavior by saying well if you don't do this this is what is going to happen they use that fear approach and just never works (laughs) just never works you never get what you want so don't use it you know find a better way to communicate with them and at the end of the day you too got to be willing to allow the growth to take place Mm -hmm. you got willing and if they ask you tough questions uh, mom you never did that um that you don't do that then you have to recognize at that point that yeah i'm human and i am working on being better you have to say that and if you can't say that to them and you try to make them believe that you're perfect they're going to end up saying that you're very toxic and i don't want anything to do with you you got your own stuff going on and you're just not who I want to be around right now. That's how they're going to take it, right? Mm. So you got to help them recognize it. It's always work in progress. And even though I'm telling it to you, I'm telling it to you because even I am going through it, even I am working through it, even I want to be a better version of myself, right? So if you create that space for them, I always find that the relationship improves and you actually do get to steer them in a direction that is beneficial for their growth and their well-being. And I think
0: some of what you're saying too is is often counterintuitive because I think as parents we feel like we have to give this image or this, you know, have them believe that we've got everything together, that we know all the answers, that we have it all figured out, because we feel like if we put on this strong front, they're not gonna question us. They're gonna be respect they're gonna respect us and we're gonna have authority and we're gonna be able to, you know, gain their confidence. Right, that we've we've got it all figured out. Don't worry about it. I've got it figured out. But our teens see right through that, and so they see it as being inauthentic, and they see yeah. it see us as being, you know, untruthful, really, right? And so instead of gaining that authority and gaining that respect, it actually diminishes it, right? Because mm-hmm. they're not seeing us as human beings and accepting our own flaws and working through that. I think that's really Very difficult. And that gets back into that ego that you were talking about. That ego gets really in the way. So another thing that you were talking about, too, is just finding balance in our life, too. And I think as parents, it's really difficult to find this balance in our life. So talk to us a little bit more about that.
2: Well, balance is important um, mentally, emotionally physically so what I usually advise my parents to do is you know if you can't find a balance like if sometimes you just can't get out of your head on um, if what they're doing or the decisions that they're making or if they're just not listening to you and they keep doing something over and over again that you know isn't beneficial for them and it's really beginning to get under your skin you need to shift your energy so that you can shift what you're attracting from them and to do that, get into something physical, like I would say, do some dancing, do some walking, um, you know, clean the house. These are all physical things that help you to shift your energy. And when you start shifting energy physically, then you find that you have a little bit more clarity internally, you feel a little bit more balance internally, and then you can start working through what's happening within you internally. Other than that, um, you know, there are times when meditation is recommended to maintain a balanced mindset, doing positive affirmations is recommended to maintain a balanced mindset. But there are so many times when these emotions can be so intense that when you meditate, you're only thinking about that issue that is bothering you. Mm -hmm. You know, when you say your positive affirmations, you don't feel aligned with them, but you're just going through them and saying them because it is recommended to say them. So it's really important that you as an individual recognize what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And if you feel it's not working for you in the moment, find an alternative. Mm-hmm. You know, talk through it. Get somebody who can help you through it. Because that way, when you sit with your emotions and you sit with your thoughts all by yourself, you kind of expand on that momentum. And the more you expand on that energy, you expand on that momentum. That's where you're going to go. And the relationship is going to fall apart faster. Mm-hmm. So what you really want to do is try to improve the way you're seeing things, try to improve your approach, try to maintain that balance internally so that every time you're addressing the problem, you have a balanced approach to it. You're not affected um, emotionally. You know, you don't fall back into those negative thoughts and you don't fall back into the same expectations and the same way of communicating. You're changing it. So once you recognize what you want to change within you, if you recognize that you want to change the relationship altogether with your team, then look at where um, the relationship gets trained. You know, sit with yourself, be very real and authentic with yourself. Look at what do I normally say that triggers them or triggers Mm -hmm. this reaction? What causes us to go down this road? You know, what don't they like about me? What don't they like about what I'm saying? Look at that a little bit. You know, spend some time with it, and look at how you can recreate that experience. So if you know, if you're telling your teen, um, you're always up at late at night, and you're not doing your homework. What are you doing? Um, you know, and you're taking that kind of tone with them, and you're saying, Mom, I always tell you that, um, you know, I, I'm I'm trying to study or I'm doing this and I'm doing that, but you're never listening. Um, And then there's not enough time in the day for me to do it. That's why I'm doing it at night. And, you know, they're trying to explain themselves to you. you have to recognize where they need to improve um, their skills. So if there isn't enough time in the day, then help them to create time in the day. You know help them to time manage help them to organize themselves don't say and don't try to attack them don't try to judge them don't disempower them in the process so it's really important that you recognize that you have to maintain a balanced mindset you have to maintain balance emotionally when you're communicating and when you're dealing with them so that you can help them when you have that level of balance And both your personal and professional life and both your relationship with them, then you find that they, too, feel balanced. When they wake up feeling um, comfortable to that extent, when they go to school, they actually learn. You know, they're excited to come home because I wonder what mom is going to tell me. Or, you know, I wonder what what happened at workplace today or or how did the project go? You know, the communication improved so much. And, you know, balance doesn't have to be... um, a personal job, you can include them in your journey. So for example, creating a vision book, you know, creating a vision book of your life, your ideal life as an individual, as a professional, as a working parent, you have to sit and create one for yourself. Then why not involve your teen in that? Say, exactly. hey, look, I'm creating a vision book of my life. Let's see what you want your life to look like in five years. Let's put some stuff together in your book. You know, if you share your techniques with them, then it goes a really far away in the relationship that you have. And then you too help them to tap into their personal power. So all of that relearning that you would have had to do to create a better relationship with them, you're actually setting the foundation for them to just take that learning and mm. to launch them into their limitless self. And that's, that's what you have to recognize you want for them other than that if you just want them to go through your own story if you want them to feel the pain that you feel you felt um if you want them you know if you want to prove a point to them and so forth then you can continue dealing with them in that way you know you can just continue disempowering them and bringing them down and cursing them and doing all sorts of nonsense yes. but eventually your kids are going to find your way because the world is getting so much smarter so much people are becoming more conscious You know, there's so much of knowledge out there now. And that is where we are not recognizing um, the growth in what's manifesting out there because the kids are recognizing it faster. The kids are acting on the knowledge more. So if we want to remain stuck in our ego and be as defensive as possible and claim our, our, our authority with them, then Got to recognize that they're evolving faster than we are. They have an evolved mindset and they will continue to seek information and to seek solutions that will help them to keep evolving. So it comes back to us. What do we want to do? Who do we want to be as a parent? And how do we want to nurture that relationship with our kids? Yeah, it's
0: really, really powerful. And I love like having your own journey and bringing your child in with the journey with you and just exploring that together, I think is so amazingly powerful because we know modeling is the best way to teach our kids. Right. And when we're, when we're yelling and judging and taking things away, that's the behavior we're modeling. So that's what we're teaching them. And that's not what we're trying to, that's not our end game with them. So I think that's really smart. So how Can people find you and work with you or get more information about you if they're interested?
2: Okay, so um, people can find me on my website. It's revive.coach, no www, it's you just put it in the search bar revive.coach and you'll find me. That's our website and on the website, there are links to my YouTube channel or Instagram or Facebook. I have a Facebook group for um, professionals and entrepreneurs. Um, revive and tribe that's the name of that group and they can find me um they can connect with me personally on Facebook my name Kamala Devi Sharma there's also revive intuitive life coaching for living abundantly that's a page and all, all of that they can get on the website too and um I offer a free uh assessment on your current life balance yes
0: how do we get that
2: so, that is a Wheel of Life assessment. And if you check the website, the pop up will be there, but you can also check revive.coach fart slash wheel of life. And that will give you a wonderful insight on where you sit in your mindset in specific areas of your life. And you will also learn how the different areas of your life are affecting the kind of story that you're telling yourself and the story that you're living by. Mm. For example, um, if you know that you want to take a vacation, but you can't take a vacation because you don't have the money to take the vacation, then there's some level of curiosity consciousness coming up there. You may not be planning well enough. You may not be feeling then um, I I have enough to be able to go on a vacation. And then you may not even need to be going on a physical vacation. And you may just need to be vacationing on your desktop, you know? So it comes back to your beliefs and where you sit in your mindset. So if you take the wheel of life assessment, it gives you a really great idea of where you are in specific areas of your life. And from there on, you can decide if you want to grow past it, if you want to work with a coach, or if you just want to sit with the knowledge and do some self-development work on your own. I always advise persons though that, you know, if you want to do self-development work on your own, that's great, but it's so much easier and your healing is so much faster, your growth is so much faster when you work with someone because then you're working with someone's clarity and guidance. Whereas with you, you're working with your own mindset. You know, you're know, you trying to evolve right. your mindset from your current mindset. So when you read and you, know, you seek additional information, you're actually using your current mindset to guide you. And to align you with this evolved information, and that's where we I kind know. of get trapped. So when I you know. work with someone who's already been there, who already has the, the knowledge, experience, and can guide you with the clarity, then you find that all all that level of emotion, frustration, and trauma that you go through on your own, that is eliminated altogether, and there's so much of the ease in your life. Yes, yeah. so thank really you so much, goes. Okay.
0: That is wonderful. Thank you. I'll put all that information in there. And I, I also want to let people know that, you know, if you want more information and getting more coaching like this too, I have a free Power Hour, Parenting teams Power Hour, that's um, every first and third Tuesday. And we get on and we have experts like you come on and just talk for a full hour and do a QA and a afterwards with the VIPs. And it is a really great way to, again, Get your mindset changed and shifted and find new strategies. So thank you. Thank you again for joining us and all your wisdom you shared with us. Greatly appreciated. And thank you, parents, for taking time out of your very busy day. And I hope you have a calm, peaceful, beautiful day. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today on Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. Make sure to visit my website, www. AskDrCam.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show again. While you're at it, if you found value in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes and, hey, why not share it with a friend, too? Be sure to tune in to my next episode. And remember, parenting teens may not be easy, but with my help, it can be a whole lot easier than this.